Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to our podcast, Mind Over Matters Talks. We are your hosts. I'm Marcia, inspirational speaker, author, mentor, and mother. Hey, my name is Kai. I am a singer-songwriter, entrepreneur, author, and motivator. Hi, I'm Shalina, aka S. McPherson, and I'm an author of both fantasy and nonfiction books. Thanks, ladies. So, basically, we started this podcast because we we're always having these great conversations together, discussing all kinds of topics, um, especially during this time. And uh, we figured, why not bring that to the rest of the world? Exactly. I'm so glad we're doing it now because we've had countless conversations that we should have recorded so many. many, many times. And now I think, I mean, we have very similar uh, opinions on things, but equally very different things. And I think it's amazing now that we can bring all of it to the table and discuss it right here. Yeah, me too. I love it. Well, today's podcast really um, is going to be focusing on the mindset and really what that means um, and how we can alter our mindset by what we choose to feed it. So ladies, what does mindset mean to you? Oh, it's broad. Um, I think mindset is all about the way that you think. For me, I'm now more trying to train my mind to have a winner's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I know that might be very difficult and challenging in in a lot of scenarios. Um, But I think mindset is just about having the right mental attitude to overcome any situation. 100%. I think that's how I would kind of describe it. Yeah, (laughs) definitely see it as um, what you choose to believe um, can really, in my case anyway, um, affect what I actually do or don't do. Yes, exactly. It's all about perception. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. For me, yeah, for me, it's definitely the perception and how you choose to look at things is what you will experience, basically. It is what you set your mind to, basically. It is your mindset and what it's set on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure all of us have had experiences in life and ultimately it's a choice how we let that situation affect us. So, for example, you know, I love to cook and, Mm. you know, maybe I could have my friends over, you know, want to try a new recipe and maybe that recipe didn't go the way I planned it to go. But am I going to then say to myself, I'm never going to cook again because, you know, it didn't go to the way I wanted it? Or would (laughs) I look at that as an opportunity to, you know, practice that recipe again and again until I perfect it? Exactly. And would you laugh at yourself? It depends what you're cooking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to have a sense of humour, I think, as well. I think humour is really important to the health of the mind. You know what I mean? You've got to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh certain things off. So if your recipe went disastrous, you could be like, oh, my gosh, guys, don't eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I think... If it was something complicated, me personally, I know how I am. I'd probably just be like, do you know what? I tried. <laughs> Never again. Um, <laughs> but, but I would be able to laugh at myself because I, I, I don't think, I mean, cooking's not like the worst thing I can do, but it's equally not something I say is my strength. It's just, you know, I cook and I like things that are quick to make. So yes. I think if a recipe didn't go right, I'd probably... I don't know, laugh it off and then just be like, okay, well, this is it. I mean, I like taking pictures of my food as well. So knowing me, I'll probably send it to my mum and my sister. They'd laugh at me and tell me what the hell is this. 
Um, and then that will be the end of that. If it's edible, I'll eat it. If it's not, then straight into the bin. It's edible. <laughs> so would you say that yeah. then um, for both of you that you learn from the criticism? And I say criticism, but um, criticism in the sense that not to make you feel bad, but some uh, mm. presenting an opportunity for you to 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 grow. The funny thing is, it's probably the people that you're serving are probably the critique they're going to give you is going to be con constructive. However, it's right. the self-criticism that's going to affect you the most because you're going to be like, ha, 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 ha. But on the inside, you could be like, oh, my gosh, that was so embarrassing. I can't believe I did that. I'm humiliated. So it really matters yeah. to what you say to yourself and the criticism, criticism that you give to yourself. Because I'd say the people that you serve are going to be like, what is this? Hilarious. Laugh at you. Right. And you've got to be right. able to laugh with them. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's a bit of both because I've overcome, I think, listening to other people's criticisms, depending on what mm. that is, you know, obviously a recipe is not going to be that deep or that serious. So I think with my mum, my sister or anyone like that, we could just laugh at each other and kind of have jokes. But I, I definitely think when I was younger, I felt like, you know, people who say what they're going to say are, I suppose, saying it out of love, but then you don't know if it's for the benefit of improving it or if it is just to laugh so you can yes of course you know be a bit harsh on yourself thinking oh my god they didn't like mm. it or they're laughing mm. at me or whatever but I, I definitely think when I was younger I let a lot more of that in and now that I'm older I can probably understand more okay it came from a place of love or you know what that person's opinion didn't count mine counted but um yeah I think it depends what situation yeah. you're in because sometimes we can we can take other people's opinions as validation right. actually and, and for the right things I think it's good to have that guidance because maybe they're protecting you from something right. but when it's something that you probably haven't even made a decision on do you know what I mean a recipe is a lot easier to decide because it's like do you know what it's just food but when it's a little bit more serious in life and you value that person's overall thoughts and well-beings it's, it's like you've got to kind of then kind of try to make that decision on do I go with what I think because I think I'm right, or I want to go left, do you know what I mean? Or do I take this person's opinion on because they quote-unquote care about mm. me, you know? Obviously, in my case, my, my family yeah. care about me, obviously, but <clears throat> I think some people probably struggle with that because, you know, how do you balance? You know, how do you really start to listen to yourself mm -hmm. as opposed to taking on, okay, this is my dad, or this is my sister, or this is my partner, you know? It gets a bit more tricky when... You're not talking about recipes, or it could even it could even be about recipes. You know, if somebody's attacking your yeah. cooking, and that's something that you take yeah, pride in. Boy, <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, yeah. I suppose it goes back to whether you see it as an opportunity to learn something, or you choose to see it as well. I know everything about whatever it is, and I don't see how what you're saying to me is going to alter. Oh. Yeah, help you grow. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your take on it? Would you just take it as an opportunity? Yeah, to definitely. And I, and I suppose as a mother in, as in well, I, I really do work hard at trying not to discourage my kids um, because I'm fully aware that, you know, obviously depending on how I say things, it, it could be taken... Mm. Um, in a you know in a negative way and so you, you know I, I want it as you've just said um, you know that you know obviously your parents love you and so what they're yeah. saying to you is from a place of love but it's not always received like that especially if it's something that 
you know we're sensitive about yes exactly it matters a lot yeah so um yeah my take on is that you know there's always room for improvement Mm -hmm. um and so I might not like it but I do eat my humble pie and take it on board because I know that (laughs) it's you know it's to make me a better person yeah yeah I find I think I have a very strong sense of self but sometimes that could be to my detriment. So I'd be like, I got this. I know this. I've got this. I'm independent and I'll do it. And then, you know, right. someone will give some feedback. And more often than not, I will take it straight on. But sometimes I'll be like, no, no, you're wrong. And then I will need to go and really, truly evaluate it. Think about it. Be like, actually, they were coming from an okay place. They were not trying to ruin myself and, you know, my individuality or whatever. And they, they do know what they're talking about. And they were actually trying to be helpful. So that is something in my mindset that I have to work on is that it's okay to depend on me, but I can also trust others to also give the yeah. valuable yeah. feedback. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's a really great um, point that you um, raised there because I don't know if any of us are kind of in any one mindset all the time. Mm. I think we definitely flip between, you know, the two that we've mentioned, um, you know, depending on what the situation is. And it's great, Shalina, that, you know, you can identify certain things, be aware of it, go away, think about it, and then, you know, reconvene. So it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's all about awareness as well, isn't it? As you said, it starts with being aware of your environment and how you are perceiving things. And that's how you can try to sort of master your mind. Exactly. I think as well, now that I've obviously gotten older and I've gone through certain situations, I'm definitely more self-confident. And I think that's one of the things that you spoke about, um, Shalina, because you mentioned that, you know, you've got quite a strong mind and, and I think obviously everyone has different childhoods mm. and upbringings and stuff, but I think the more that you go through, you know, I suppose, you know, school life or university, working life, whatever, you're able to be a bit more sure of yourself based on your experiences yeah. and just tend to know a bit more what you like and you don't like. And so that kind of helps you to draw a line between what you should do and, and what you should take on from other people. At least it's helped me anyway. But as I've kind of, you know, gotten into more and more situations and gone, okay, last time this is what happened or this is how I took it on or whatever pattern started occurring, it was easier then for me to say, okay, I just need to follow my own instinct, my own gut yeah. now. And I, th- I think kind of realised that not everyone, people sometimes who are older or you perceive to be in a different position and give you that feedback and advice, maybe sometimes they're not even in the position to give you the advice you know I think once you're younger and maybe I'm just talking from you know a childhood perspective but when I was younger I think you know just all adults need to be right and as I've gotten older I'm like not actually they don't have it all figured out yeah you know and that's not to say I didn't listen to my parents or anything I did and they definitely guided me right but you know I think teachers or anything or anyone that we sometimes give a lot of energy and attention to when we are, you know, in our teens or, you know, early 20s, when you get past that and you kind of look back and think that person was kind of steering me from maybe their exactly. own 20s, you know, you have to get stronger in your own mindset to know your own abilities and keep going forward because you know you want something and you know you can go out. And yeah. Do, well, do you think that some of those beliefs about people that are older than us um stems from childhood because I know I was definitely raised in a way that you know children were seen and not heard and so you you just Mm -hmm, respected someone because they were older than you and you didn't really examine 
what they were saying, it was just right because by default they're bigger than you. And so you yes. just take it on. Um, so that that's a really great point that you've, you've raised there because, you know, I think that affects many relationships um, between child and adult um, and then yeah. moving on when that child moves on into adult life because they're afraid sometimes to, to have an opinion. Exactly. Well, actually, no, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say Absolutely. on that same point. Um, I don't know if you guys know the story of Steve Harvey, but one of his teachers like laughed at him and told him he would yes. never be on TV because he had a stutter yes. and all this stuff. And um, yeah, and then look at him now, you know, when he now sends her a TV every year to be like, I'm on it, watch me at this time on this channel. Right. But yeah, that was a teacher right. that, you know, most kids would have looked up to and been like, oh my gosh, they said I can't do it, so I can't do it. And then exactly, and I would've... certainly definitely I experienced yeah. that. I definitely experienced that. Yeah, um, from teachers. Oh, you know, why would you want to do that? You know, you're not going to. You're you're no good at that. And so you terrible. just take that on board. And how is it terrible? Yeah, it's again back to what you feed your so mind. Do you think exactly? Have you got like a turning point that you can think of when you were a child, maybe, or as you got into a specific scenario in your adult life that you were able to change that mindset specifically? For me like, personally, to the teacher, I think to whatever that person, that bully used to say to now where you're just like, I think for me personally, it no. got to the stage where I became a mother myself. I became a mother quite young. So I was 21. Um, and it was there were definitely snippets between, I would say, the age of 18 and 21, where I started to want to enforce my opinions, but that wasn't received well. Mm-hmm. So when I became a mother, it was like, right. well, actually, this is now my child and I want to do it my way. Um, and it wasn't as simple as that. You know, I still faced and in fact, even to this day, my mum will still say, oh, why do you do it like that? And, mm-hmm. you know, do it this way. But ultimately, I don't take it on like I used to um, because I accept that, you know, she can have her opinion and, and I can have mine. And that doesn't make what I do wrong. Exactly, yeah. And it's not going to stop me from doing the the way that I want to do it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Yeah, for me, I think it was when my life kind of went off the standard route, you know, so the standard route is, you know, go to high school, go to university, get married, etc, etc. And I think when I realized that my parents sadly couldn't afford the university and that I would have to go and do a different path than the normal, perceived normal path, I really adults don't have it all figured out and they're also trying to find their way and they're also you know sifting through the masses of the world and I think that's when I was kind of like you you do make this up you do go as you go along you know you do have control and you kind of got to take control or it's going to take control of you so it's kind of that that movement yeah it's probably about 19 20 I'd say yeah Mm. wow yeah how about you I think mine might have been when I was doing music and uh it's funny because I've done quite a few gigs in the UK before coming here but I remember doing a, a show that I thought I'd had some supporters come down to to watch me and one friend who actually promised me they were coming just didn't show up I have no idea why oh, wow. even to this day and I mean we still speak and stuff like that yeah but I think at you still that speak? point I just had to very quickly get used to you know just performing mm. on my own and I literally from that gig on I couldn't tell you what year it was but from that gig onwards I absolutely never expect anyone to turn up if they do fantastic if they didn't 
you know, that I didn't hold it yeah. against them as a thing. I just, I knew I still had to go on stage that night. You know, I couldn't just, oh, I don't want to go. And blah, blah. I still had to go on stage. I still had to do my thing. I still had to represent, mm-hmm. which I did. And um, I just, I don't know. I just think it made me stronger from from that point onwards because I just knew I had to just rely on myself, mm. you know. And I, I think I probably had points before that and after that as well. But that one yeah. sticks out in my mind at the moment. So, yeah, just and and I just think you know I'm so grateful when people do you know I've done amazing shows since then. Yes, you have intimate and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just <laughs> yeah, baby. I just <laughs> I just appreciate everyone because they could be anywhere that day, you know, and they don't have to be in the same room as myself for whatever reason, but they are, you know. So that's kind of the, the take that I take from it now, um, because unfortunately, you know, sometimes in life, the the people you never think will let you down. Yeah. You and know, and that's so a perfect that's kind of think where my perfect example went of forward. a growth mindset because you persisted even when you yeah. were faced with setbacks. Yeah, like it didn't stop you from yeah. pursuing your career in the music industry. It, you you continue yeah. to power through, and you know, and I think that's important for our listeners to know that you know, of course, things are going to happen along the way. You know, we will have challenges. We've all expressed how we've all yeah. had challenges but ultimately we're still here and we're still facing challenges but we're choosing how to, to keep going it. yeah a hundred percent have you ever been recently or at a time where you were in the negative mindset and you just you just couldn't like, did you even know you were in a negative mindset? You just couldn't get out of it. What What was that like? And how do you think you overcome it? Um, I personally have experienced depression. Um, and that was a very okay. low point in my life. And I just couldn't see reason. I really couldn't. I Everything was dark. Everything. So, of course, I'd have friends that were saying, come on, you need to get out of the bed. And I just, I saw everything that they said to me. I didn't see it as they were trying to help me. I just kept saying, but you don't understand how I feel. Right. It's not as simple as I can just get up and everything. Because I couldn't. I just really felt like I couldn't. And I literally was in that space for months, months on end. Mm. And I guess one day I just decided I'm sick of this. I'm sick of feeling this way. So there were small steps. Um, that I started to take to to alter that you know to go and get professional help that was a big step yeah so it took someone else outside of my uh, friend circle someone who could be objective yeah that that could give me practical things to do that were going to help me Mm -hmm. and I suppose there was a level of respect a different kind of respect because okay they're they're a counselor or they're a psychologist so they must know what they're talking about and that doesn't mean that I felt that my friends didn't I just felt they couldn't understand yeah where I was coming from they Mm -hmm. didn't understand what I was feeling they just thought oh you know just get up yeah nap out of it yeah yeah I felt like that at one point as well you know, I would. I don't know if I would say depression, but I could definitely relate. And I think, again, when I was younger, I, I think I was telling you this, um, Marcia, once that I had a friend who I was trying to express 
that I had been crying a lot and you know on the other end it was like why you've been crying like what's there to cry about Mm. and I mean I was a teen at the time so I don't even think it was anything that was very deep or serious but I just remember I couldn't answer the question and in not answering the question it wasn't that I was crying about nothing but in a weird way I was crying about nothing I mean I just felt really low and I just you know even in trying to express it to my friend I thought that her reaction would have been Mm -hmm. oh my gosh babe what's up Mm -hmm. like talk to me as opposed to well, what like what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Like, your life's fine, you know. So it was quite hard to put into words. And I, as I got older and I went through these cycles and stuff, uh, I didn't take the plunge to get professional help or even seek that. Because you know, I thought, yeah. well, how much is that going to cost? Are people going to judge me? Do I tell someone? You know, does it mean that I'm in serious? You know, the fact that I'm going to counselling or looking for a therapist, does it mean, do you know what I mean? So I just stayed away from it. And thankfully, I've been able to change that with my own methods and stuff. But, you know, when I was younger, I just I just didn't even know where to turn, really. So I can completely relate to, you know, your friends. Mm. Yeah. Not really, you not understanding where they come and vice versa. They're just really not getting it and just saying, just get up. Like, you can snap out of it. Yeah. So, Like yeah. flip a switch or something. Mm. yeah for me yeah sadly um my sister as you guys know passed away when I was 13 so I think then obviously there was sadness um and I think from that moment though after obviously about I'd say about a month or so of like not being myself um pretending to be happy but not really being happy uh, but not wanting anyone to know that I wasn't happy I would say probably after a month of that I was actually like well I'm not dead so if I'm not going to die, then I need to live. And I think since yeah. then, when I do get a little bit down, I'm very aware of that feeling and emotion and negativity. And I'm just like, well, no, I'm not dead. <laughs> so I'm going to live. And I think that's yeah. kind of a chant yeah. that's kind of stuck with me since I was 13. So that I have had lulls, of course, you can't be happy, go lucky all the time. But no. it has helped to just be like, well, you're still alive. So do something about it. <laughs> like like live it live. And, and that's amazing and that's amazing because again that is you know a setback happened in your life yeah a situation happened that could potentially had you chosen to see things in a different way yes could have affected you actually going on to have you know a full life of your own yes um and I can see how that could easily happen for anyone yeah, yeah. I know people that actually have no. happened to you, you know, drinking yeah. and drugs yeah. and just, just trying yeah. to find, yeah. yeah, something to make themselves feel better. So I just thought, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah. Got to do something else. I'm so, like, I can't believe, I mean, we speak all the time. <laughs> and you have told me about your amazing sister. And that's the first time I think I've heard you say that. Yeah. And probably, so now, probably. I mean, I think you're just the happiest person on earth that I know <laughs> you might not be able to tell on this podcast yet guys, <laughs> trust me you will um but like it absolutely makes sense yeah after you just said that I just was like wow that like yeah. you literally must have been chanting that since you were 13 Aww. all the time like even if you're not saying yeah. it out loud or looking in the mirror or whatever like I can absolutely yeah. see why you are the yes. way you are now because you're just literally like I am going to live <laughs> this mm-hmm. life till it's last yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally yeah. because you are so high you're like yeah. bouncing off the wall yeah. half the time you're yeah. just happy and you are like gonna you're gonna live yeah you're gonna breathe this yes. breath and I absolutely feel that from you honestly I do it's <laughs> just 
you know, even Zalon when he came here, oh, yes. um, you know, a friend of ours who came to visit, um, he was like, you know, you left my house that day and he was like, I can see why you're friends with her because she's, she's, she's living, she's just high nice. energy. Yeah, he did say that to me. He's like, you're high energy. And I just was like, I mean, I hadn't yeah. thought about it in that sense, you know, like, yes, whenever I feel low, I yeah. <laughs> But like, no, he said he yeah. got it. He absolutely got it because, you know, and when he said that, I then was like, you know what, I think you're right, yeah. yeah. And she just got this, I mean, I think we all have amazing energy. Yes, 100%. Like attracts light, yeah. and Shalina, you, above all, are just, yeah, you're high. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, would you say that it's fair to say um, having that type of mindset is definitely being comfortable with being uncomfortable? Yes. But it's a um, learning curve, I think, and you've got to practice it yes. constantly. Hmm constantly mm. you will still feel uncomfortable I think that's one of the phases yeah that's one yeah. of the phases because I think sometimes people think it's just yeah. a switch like okay so this is negative and this is positive and you just get to positive yeah. and you stay there you do no not. you don't there's there's a lot of learning yeah, there's a lot, a lot of learning of along yeah. the way and that uncomfortable feeling obviously when it gets more familiar you're like oh yeah it's fine but it's it's a bit unnerving to trust it in the of beginning course. you know mm -hmm. but I think once you start to feel that, I mean, myself, I feel high a lot of the times, but equally, I think sometimes the low is then, it feels really mm. low, you know, but you've got to get used to that contrast of, okay, how do I pick myself back up? It's okay. Like sometimes you have mm -hmm. an off day or whatever that situation may be, but it's it's still getting used to that because nobody likes yeah. to go down or to feel the bumps on the way down, you know? So I just think it's, yeah, it's practice and it's just shift that you gradually realize like, oh, this, this, this takes. Yeah. Yeah. To. But the contrasts the don't go away. They're still there. It's just you getting better. At of course. Getting used to them. It's a process of development. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And definitely acknowledging them a lot quicker. So do you, mm. Yeah. Like how do you now practice staying in the growth mindset and staying positive, staying high? How do you practice? That? Well, for me, I make sure that I surround myself with, like-minded individuals um I very quickly will know oh, if thanks, um, <laughs> if someone doesn't resonate with my vibe then I really don't give it yeah. a lot of energy because it's important for me to when I am feeling low which you've pointed out that that will happen mm, that yeah. I have people around me who get me and who can help me very quickly to get back to that point and to remind myself of you know what it is that I stand for and why I'm here essentially um yeah so just to keep me keep me in track so that's really important for me I also um you know meditate for me being mm. in a space of stillness on a regular basis um really does help me to I struggle with <laughs> like the actual silencing of the mind so what do you do so for me, I usually have some nice music on, like um, instrumental uh, piano or violin or something like that. And I'll sit outside and I'll just watch, you know, birds in the sky. And I like so I wouldn't be thinking about anything in particular, but I will be observing oh. things around me and listening to music. But I'm not good at sitting, you know, when they say close your eyes and sit in silence. I'm not I'm still <laughs> not great at that. And I think, to be honest, it, it's, it's... I it, mean, meditation itself is a practice. Right. It's yeah, a point. So it's whatever I, works I'd say, for you, really, isn't it? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, and you kind of want to just let the thoughts come and go. So you're not going to sit and say, I'm going to think about, you know, candy or I'm going to sit and think about this. But when I say clear your mind, I think it's it's for you to just allow sounds. It's for you to allow, you know, whatever is going on around you, but you are in control of what is coming and going as opposed to being distracted by them. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, the door's ringing. Oh, the cat's there. Oh, God, why is this happening? If you're just, it is what it is, you know? And not even trying to name it. Like, what is that sound? What is that? You know, there's a couple that I listen to. um, and, And, yeah, sometimes they say, don't even try to label what those things are you know is that yeah. a dog barking is that a bird ch- like what is it just it's it's just there and and the more that I think you kind of do that then you can forget that things are in the background you know I think even like with music or songs or whatever sometimes there are things that I hear in a song that somebody else doesn't hear but it's because we're t- yes. listening to two different things you know I might be listening to the melody of the song you might be listening to you know the actual lyrics of the song the instrument the same song yeah. playing at the same time but you yeah, you were just tuning to what you want to tune to and just letting thoughts come and go. That's kind of how I take meditation now because I used to try and yeah. do things. Stop thinking, stop thinking. Oh my God, but stop, stop thinking, but stop thinking. Stop thinking. Just being, just <laughs> being just, with whatever it is. Let it, just let it be. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So I think that um, it's probably time to wrap up, but um, is there anything that we would like to leave with our listeners today? final thoughts yep I uh think the takeaway is that uh, there's always going to be positive and negative in in many scenarios and it's up to you how you choose to take it and how you choose to put yourself forward to overcome whatever is going mm. on and just learn um the quote I thought about is um your mind believes everything you tell it so give yeah. it love and that's something that I now do use on a very regular basis because when you give it love, then you have compassion. Amazing, yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I would give to everyone. Okay, guys. So I'd just like to say the next mm-hmm. time that you believe your beliefs may be limiting you, try and think of some of the examples that we've all shared with you today that can hopefully alter that inner voice. Yes exactly that i agree i agree well this has been so fun i can't wait to i know i'm looking one. forward yeah. to it so if anybody wants to check myself out i am kai and you can find me on social media at i am simply kai instagram facebook and Twitter. i'm a s mcpherson books and that is again on all platforms including youtube as well and for me, you'll find me on Instagram at being Marcia McLeod and the same for website, um, marciamcleod.com. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for bringing us together, Marcia. And uh, we can't wait to speak with you guys again yes. on the next episode. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening.